Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the show. Got a great show planned for you. Uh, we're going to be talking tonight about how to break up with someone. What? Do you got to talk about how to break up with someone? Yes. Uh, yes, we do. Still live in a culture that thrives in uh, ghosting. Just disappearing or breadcrumbing, slowly backing away. Makes the other person feel uh, confused, chaotic. They'll even use words like, quote unquote, crazy. I feel crazy. Um, It's very destabilizing. You know, relationality and not understanding if we can trust, let go, find safety. It's very difficult. So how to break up with someone becomes a topic that I, it comes up even in the DMs. People say, how do I end this relationship with someone? And usually what they're really asking is, how do I do it without being anxious? And often, When we think we're doing it to help someone else, what we're doing is, again, trying to manage our own anxiety when we mislead or lie or just disappear. It's really about our own anxiety maintenance. Um, So these are skills that we don't learn, and we just kind of pick them up along the way. First thing I always talk about, and this is just, gosh, this is applicable to literally anything and everything, is lead with compassion. Um, It's a person that you are breaking up with. So you do it with integrity and care. That's what I say about any engagement with a human being. That's a person. If you're firing or laying someone off, if you're talking to someone on a dating app, if you're engaging with the barista or the bus driver, that's a human being. Yes, take it seriously how you interact with them, how you engage with them. Leave people better off for having been in in contact with you is always the basic fundamental framework I come back with. Because you were brought into someone's life in any capacity, make their life better because of it, at least neutral. So be compassionate. Just because you are frustrated, upset, or no longer interested doesn't mean you can let yourself off the hook from having care and integrity. It doesn't mean that how you make them feel no longer matters. And you'll see people doing that when they're disappointed or frustrated. And let me just make a quick side note. If someone's breaking up with you, that also doesn't give you a right to be harmful or violent uh, or mistreat the person that's ending the relationship with you. I get it, you're disappointed, I get it, you're frustrated. People are allowed to end relationships with us. We can't get mad about it, it happens. More importantly though, we're talking about how we, as the person ending the relationship, need to be. And we're doing it with compassion. There is no valor, okay, in being part of someone's relational trauma story. We don't want to be part of someone telling a horrific relational breakup story. Be better than that. Don't be the kind of person that's okay with that. We have all these people that are harmed in the wake of your dating history. Clean it up. We can do better. We can actually make the dating relational marital system and the divorce system one that doesn't make us so anxious or afraid. What? You can divorce lovingly? Yeah, believe it or not. I did a whole show on it. Intentional, compassionate, separating, conscious endings. 
yeah, divorce doesn't have to be nasty and gnarly. In fact, it shouldn't. But everyone gets in their feelings. People feel victimized and often maybe are. And we misrun it. We mislead it. But we're just talking about breakups. But this also applies to divorces as well. Divorce with compassion. That was someone you cared about. That is someone that you still should care about. Even if they've harmed you, we're living from our integrity and our value system. Our behavior is never excused or made okay based on what someone else did. And I say it to people that are like, oh, I keyed someone's car. I'm sorry, why? What? I don't care what they did or said. You going and doing something violent is never acceptable. I hold people accountable to what they do. It doesn't matter what was just done to them. I never say, oh, well, this is what they did. That was horrible. It's okay that you kicked in the windshields of their car. No, I would say to them, you'd be better. Just because they weren't able to be doesn't mean you shouldn't be. So we're doing all endings with integrity and care. We're not being a part of someone's relational trauma story. We want to be a part of someone saying, you know what? I'm disappointed or frustrated that that marriage or relationship didn't move forward or didn't have the endurance I thought it would, but I'm thankful that they ended it lovingly. Yes, that is the goal. Hold the bar higher for yourself and those people in your life. Let's leave lovingly. Leave people better off for having met you. Leave people better off from how they were before you met them. But we don't want to be harming people. If nothing else, let that be the takeaway of the show. It's never okay. And I see the most heinous behavior on people when they're ending and also the heinous behavior on people when someone's ending something with them. I'm paying attention, right? We're watching. That's their big moment. And that's why it is important when you're dating or getting married to say, how did your past relationships end? Because that person's going to tell you what they might do to you. And how people talk about their exes is how they might end up and most likely will be talking about you. It shows people's health. How people leave things demonstrates their mental health. I'll say it again. How people exit or leave things demonstrates their mental health and how much trust you can have in them. If all they do is talk poorly about their exes and it was always bad behavior when it ended, it doesn't matter who ended it, you should run because that person has a lot of work to do. They don't have good mental health and they don't understand relational health. And when they're upset or disappointed, they just think it's okay to harm and burn things down. And that is the sign of someone who might not be safe enough to be kept in our lives. So lead with compassion. Um, And part of that is not ghosting. If you're dating someone, if you have been exchanging information and spending time together, you have the responsibility to end it if your feelings change. It's not something they should know intuitively. It's not something they should mind read or pick up on. You need to tell them. If you're not willing to do that, you're not ready to date. Take a break. You have to be willing to do that. All right, we're going to come back. So don't go anywhere. We're going to keep talking about how to break up with someone because yes, it's a skill set. And they'll be doing some DMs. So put those questions in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Otherwise, y'all stick around because we got a lot more to come. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, so we're back and we're talking about how to end relationships because we don't do well with them. And in fact, a mental health assessment tool is how people end relationships. How do people exit, leave, and end a relationship? Just as important as how do people deal with someone exiting a relationship with them. But I want us to ask that of ourselves first. If we look backwards, how did we end things or how did we deal with things when they were ended with us? And that speaks to who we are and what our work is. And if you're starting to date someone, at some point I, I do ask questions like that. Tell me about your exes, tell me about your past relationships. And if all they do is talk smack, say horrible things and give me really, really violent examples of what they were doing to each other, I know that this person isn't ready to be someone's partner. They have a lot of healing and work to do. The answer should just be something like it didn't work out. We tried our best. They weren't right for me. I wish them all the best. That's the answer I want to hear. Um, the person saying, I realized just because we couldn't be married anymore, or just because we weren't supposed to be in an exclusive monogamous relationship or whatever, that we lovingly ended it consciously, conscious separations. We didn't have to harm each other. No one is the enemy in endings like that. And regardless of what the other person did, I always led with compassion and integrity. And that's what I hold myself accountable to. It doesn't matter what the barista is saying or doing. It doesn't matter what my ex or current partner is saying or doing. It doesn't matter what my boss or colleague is saying and doing. I want to make sure I'm always acting from a place of integrity and compassion. I'm not let off the hook because of what someone else did. And I hear people do that. They put their ex on blast. They key their car. And I'm thinking, you're telling the world about your mental health, how you deal with disappointment and frustration. I'm learning nothing about your ex. You're dysregulated. You're violent when you're upset or frustrated. Let's all be better. Divorces don't need to be nasty. They shouldn't be. And people that might potentially be with those people in the future should be worried because they just demonstrated what they might do to you. So again, we're leading with compassion. We're also not ghosting. I tell all my clients, if someone texts you, you have an account, you have a responsibility to write something back. Even if it's just, I'm no longer interested in communicating or dating anymore, all the best, thank you. And if you're definitely dating someone, you have a responsibility for ending that if and when your feelings change. But disappearing, going silent, delaying responses are actually tactics of cruelty and violence because they psychologically and emotionally harm someone. And that's never the way to manage anything. So if you don't feel as though you have it in you to openly say to someone, I'm no longer interested in hanging out or dating, then please take a break from dating and practice assertion. And I don't care how you do it. I just want it to get done. And that's where a lot of people disagree. You got to do it in person. No, you don't. I know personally, if someone's dumping me, I don't want them to waste my time getting dressed and driving somewhere to be told it's over. Just shoot me a loving text. I don't care how you need to do it. Just get it done. And if the only way you're going to end it is via text, dear God in heaven, send that text. I have people send it in my office during session. If I'm, I'm like, if that's the only way you're going to do it, let's do it because it needs to get done. Because what matters more is mental health, not being a socially appropriate or any kind of etiquette. 
But sure, by all means, if that person would value a face-to-face, feel free to do that. That's up to you. I just want to make sure we are caretaking each other enough to do it. Also, because again, there's so many pieces to this, we don't want to be misleading. Some people are interested or like us enough or anxious enough that they will hang hope on any hook you give them. So we are being completely honest. Don't be vague. There is nothing more painful than a lack of clarity around whether or not you're interested or whether or not the relationship is over. Hear that. We don't want to act as though we just need some space or time. We don't want to act as though it's just about readiness because some people will hang hope on that and they won't move on. So we want to be honest. When we're breaking up, we might sometimes have to use those words. When breaking up, say that. Say, I'm not interested in spending time anymore. Unfortunately, it feels like the chemistry just isn't there. But the most loving thing you can do is honest and clear. Honesty and clarity are the most loving thing. There's no way to do it painlessly because that's usually what people are asking when they say, how do I break up with someone? They usually mean, how do I do it without anyone feeling pain or being uncomfortable? That's not possible. You are doing a disappointing thing. It's going to feel disappointing. You do it anyway. How? With compassion and honesty. (laughs) Script it now and you can send it later. If you want to have a pre-written script so that if the time ever comes, you have something to cut and paste or something to read over the phone or face-to-face, do it. It's been great getting to know you. I don't feel as though the chemistry is there. I'm I'm not looking to continue to date. All the best. Send. It's that simple. It's clear. It's direct. It's honest. But saying things like, let's still be friends if you don't want to be friends, isn't kind because they might hit you up days later. Let's get coffee. If that's not what you want, don't say that. If it's not about timing, don't say that. They might circle back. They might wait. We're using full, honest, clear, complete language. I want to keep using those words because I work with far too many people who get some little message and they don't understand what it meant or they haven't heard from them in a while. And somehow that other person just shirked all responsibility. We're not doing that anymore. So if you're not ready to do this work, start practicing. Take a break from dating. Woof, it's important stuff because people's mental health is on the line. How people go through the day. I work with people whose entire day is made insecure, ungrounded, and dysregulated because they don't understand what's going on because the other person isn't being honest or forthcoming or clear. There's no reason to do that. You're doing that because you don't have the confidence or the willingness to be uncomfortable and being vulnerable about where you're at. You have to do it anyway. I want to normalize that. Do Give that advice to your friends. Be honest and tell them. Be direct. Give that advice to yourself. Let's stop letting people off the hook with their incompleteness, their vagueness, their breadcrumbing, their ghosting. Let's be part of creating a better system. Dating and divorce shouldn't be painful Breakups shouldn't have to hurt. We want to get more familiar with them. We want to practice this more. Um, so compassion and integrity always, not just disappearing. It's cruel. And using complete honest, direct, and not vague. And we'll come back and talk more about the other points. Um, later we'll be doing some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Love Line IG page. Always anonymous, always confidential questions, topics, things you want us to hit. Circle back, drop deeper into, put them on the DMs on our Love Line IG page, and past episodes of the show. Always over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Love Line, and click on it. You can binge, post, re listen, and share. It's all about that repetition to build it in. And then we got to go out there and practice. Otherwise, stick around. You're listening to Love Line. Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Don't go anywhere, y'all, because we will be right back.
Oh, Rachel, we're back and we're talking about how to break up with someone because uh, we clearly don't know how to do it. We clearly aren't doing it well because of all the people that are harmed by marriages ending and divorce and breakups and ghosting and breadcrumbing. And we're just talking about the fact that you should do it with integrity and care. Uh, don't be part of someone's relational trauma story. Care about how you end things with people. In fact, how we exit and end things is sometimes the most meaningful demonstration of how healthy we are. We are not ghosting. We are, we are not disappearing. And more importantly, we're using direct and clear language. We're not letting people, we're not leaving people confused as to whether or not we ended it or if we broke up and we're not providing hooks for them to hang hope on. We're not saying, Oh, down the road, or let's just be friends. If that is not in fact true. Now here comes another big part of the mental health piece of all this. Don't reach out to someone you ended this with when you're lonely. Some people will do that. <clears throat> your ex is healing. They are mourning your loss. They're trying to find a new identity without you. They're trying to figure out who they are in the world without you. Reaching out because you're having a lonely, rough moment, day or week keeps them confused. It maintains the attachment. People will often hang on to any sign of hope or possibility. So when you end it, you are ending it. You are not able to reach back out or to keep that ball in the air because you're bored, lonely, or whatever else is going on. People need to be able to move on. And in order to do that, you can't be present. People will need to move on by not seeing you, thinking about you. They need to work out and away from you. They need to establish again their place in the world without you, their identity without you. They need to mourn. And you popping in and out and confusing them isn't going to help. So that's a misuse of that person in that relationship. Don't be that person. There's a lot of people that are comfortable with that. Now that's different from sex with an ex. Sex with an ex is awesome for two people that don't want to be together. They're very secure in that. There are no romantic feelings. They enjoy sex. It feels safe. It feels good. And they want to do that. In fact, sex with an ex is also how some people work their way out. They work their way into a relationship. Some people want to slowly work their way out. My last relationship was with that. Was like that. We didn't just break up and say, move out in an hour. I said, take your time. Let's find place a place that you're comfortable with. Let's make sure you were easing back into the world. There's no anger. Of we don't hate each other. The romantic relationship just wasn't able to go on any further. Okay, let's do this lovingly and consciously because we actually do want a friendship after this. I'm friends with all of my exes because I don't burn it down when I leave. I don't act out anger. I, I'm disappointed. We acknowledge that we tried. We take care of each other. We leave lovingly. We check in on each other. That's what it should look like. Just because you're not built for a romantic or sexual relationship with someone doesn't mean we can't still have access to the other parts of them we enjoy if there are other parts. And by leaving lovingly, we can do that. And we're also demonstrating to others that we're healthy and that we're safe enough for them to maybe be in a relationship with us. But again, if we're always harming people, putting them down, attacking, talking smack, gossiping, acting out poor feelings badly, then we're showing others and ourselves that we're not maybe healthy enough to be in anyone's life. So really take that seriously. This is a bigger demonstration. Um, how we exit things is important. We're demonstrating to others how much we value relationality. Um, and that's again why the next point is don't burn it down. Leave so that a friendship is possible. Whether or not you see that now, you might see them at the gym. And that's why my mind is boggled when people are like, oh, I have to go to a different gym now. I have to start going to different places. Why? Learn how to acknowledge and see that person in the world. Smile, wave, maybe say hello. 
your new partner shouldn't be angry or threatened by that old partner. It's time for us all to culturally grow up and to be better relationally. It's ridiculous to me that new partners are threatened and angry at exes. That's bizarre that if you bump into an ex, your new partner has to somehow be angry and mean and rude that you yourself can't even see them and say hello. What are we doing? Dating shouldn't be removing people and creating enemies. Dating should be expanding our world and now there's more people in it. We know more people. We are doing it wrong. We are doing it wrong if it's setting ourselves up to have more people in the world we don't want to see, to have more enemies, to have someone that our new partner might hate. That is not what we're trying to do. We have to grow up. That is really bad behavior. So don't burn it down. We're holding space for friendship or something else down the road. Being friends with an ex is a sign of health. It's also a gift. As we're dating, our world should be getting bigger. <laughs> not harder and smaller. If it is, you're doing it wrong. Just because a romantic relationship isn't possible doesn't mean a new healthy form can't begin or exist. Like I said, I'm friends with all my exes in different ways, shapes, and forms. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's what I want everyone to get out of their relational and dating lives. More people, more care, more love, more support. Not the opposite. We have to work on that but it's totally doable. So anyone that's rolling your eyes or shaking their heads, you're around the wrong people that aren't demonstrating a higher level of health and that's why you can't even imagine it. You're watching a lot of that bad reality shows where no one knows how to deal with their emotions well. It's ridiculous what I see on some of these commercials. Adults engaging in childlike behavior and normalizing it, making it actually funny and cool. It's gross to me. It's why I don't watch reality television. It's gross. I don't think it's a good demonstration. I don't think it's a good learning model. I think it's normalizing really bad behavior. Let's be better. Truly, that's what I want. Um, all right, we're going to take a break and uh, we're going to do some DMs. So, uh, you know, don't go anywhere, y'all, because a whole lot more to come. Stick around. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. All right, y'all, we are back. Now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. So it says, hey, Dr. Chris and Love Line, an old friend of mine who's married has a family, has started recently reaching out and contacting me. I recently got separated and I put that status on all of my social media and I'm assuming that that is how he found out. In the past, I've enjoyed him. We've had a lot of compatibility and we used to spend a lot of time together and talk, but I don't want to be a part of something that involves harming someone else or breaking up a marriage. I myself have been through the unfortunate situations where cheating occurred, so I have very good firsthand knowledge of what that feels like, and I don't want to do that to someone else. Oof. Is it okay <laughs> if I ask him what his intentions are and if his wife is aware that we are now talking? I don't want to cause any issues. I think it's mandatory you ask that, <laughs> actually, because some people think if you're single and you're not married, well, then you're doing nothing wrong if you are the other woman and participate in someone else cheating. But I don't agree with that. We are accountable and responsible for whatever we participate in. You are an accomplice to any crime or harm if you are a part of creating or maintaining the system of harm itself. So yes, it does matter. Yes, it does speak poorly of you if you were to happily and openly participate in someone cheating on someone else. It doesn't, it, there's no ethics and there's no, 
um, values in that. And our mental health is determined upon how we move through the world, whether or not we're living and guided by our values and ethics, and whether or not we're okay with causing harm. And this person, if they were interested in you romantically, wanted to cheat with you behind his wife's back, you are helping participate in harm. And you are possibly traumatizing this woman. And if you really care about this guy, I think you have to say to him, yeah, hey, it's interesting to hear from you. What are your intentions? I know that you're married. And let him know that you're only interested in friendship because he's in a current relationship. And until he is single or in an ethically, completely known, open relationship, you're not available. And you might need to honor and hold those boundaries. Maybe all he wants is friendship, case closed. But if he wants more, let him know you're not interested. And if he tries to push on your boundary, that's when you block him or cease communication. If they try to push on your boundaries, because that doesn't speak well of someone. But I applaud you for taking that stance that you don't want to be a part of harming someone else. And some people might say, but if she never know, if she never knows how she's being harmed. Well, number one, you're participating in something dishonest. Number two, this person is harmed. Most likely though, if not known, indirectly because that partner is going to go home and relate to their partner differently. That partner might still get, might start getting needs met with the person they're cheating with to the deficit and detriment of their partner at home. Who's never respected enough to be given the opportunity to speak to what they're participating in, even indirectly, even without knowing. And when we protect a secret, we protect everything that bumps into that secret. You know, we protect the secret itself. We protect anything that leads closer to it and it rolls outward. But bigger than that, we can't move through the world as a good person if if we're aware that we're causing harm because our self-esteem doesn't let us off the hook. So when someone says, like, how do I work on self-worth? One of the first things I say is by living a life worthy of self-worth. Are you doing things that maybe don't allow you to feel good about who you are or how you're moving through the world? And if you're causing harm in any way or participating in it, well, there it is. Even in the system of law, which is often unjust, but it understands this idea of accomplice, you are a participant in, and someone can't cheat unless there's another person to cheat with. And that really erodes a trust, and that can really traumatize. And if this person wants to be with other people, he needs to leave his marriage or let his wife know and they talk about an open style. But we can't steal that choice, and we're not letting our partner be aware of what they're participating in indirectly, and we're maybe setting them up for STDs and STIs and for us withholding other things. It's a mess. So don't ever be a part of that. It doesn't speak well of anyone. And I want us to start building a system where we do care about the way we impact others. And we do have concern for how we move through the world. I say that almost on every show. So I love your question. Set that boundary. Let him know what you're down for. And if he pushes on it, cease, cease to have that communication. And sure, maybe you could say, does your wife know we're talking? Because you, you could say, I don't want to be a secret because secrets lead to trouble. And if there's nothing bad going on here, well, then there's no reason why your wife couldn't know that we've reconnected, you know? So workshop that, see how it goes, more to come, awesome question, a lot to learn in that, and it helps us challenge ourselves to be better. All right, y'all, that is our show. We'll be back tomorrow night, so join us then. Check out past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline and click on it. Drop us some questions in the DMs. As always, y'all, thanks for hanging out, and you enjoy the rest of your night. Y'all have a good night. Oh, Rachel, we are back and we're talking about how to break up with someone. Important skill set that a lot of us don't have. Just to kind of reflect backwards, we're talking about leading with compassion and care, doing it with integrity, not wanting to be a part of someone's trauma story. Imagine leaving people better off than when you met them. How about that? We also talked about the importance of complete honesty, being clear and direct, not vague, letting people know that this is the ending. It's the most honest thing you can do, most loving thing you can do. 
But then importantly, we have to have boundaries with ourselves and impulse control. And if afterwards we're feeling lonely or feeling bad, we don't reach out. We give them time to heal. If you're going to work on a friendship, I appreciate reaching out at some point, but don't reach out because you're bored or lonely and misuse them. They're healing and mourning your loss. You know, um, you misusing them by reaching out if you don't really want a continued relationship of some kind keeps them confused and maintains that attachment. Some people will hold on to any little bit of hope you give them. And then, of course, we're not burning things down when we leave, whether it's a divorce, a breakup, whatever it is, because we want to create the possibility of a friendship down the road. That's a gift. That's a healthy sign. Hold space for that. Just because you can't be romantic or sexual doesn't mean some other form can't exist. And then it takes us to the next step, this social presentation of it all, where you're always marketing and branding yourself and don't market brand, and your, brand yourself as someone who doesn't know how to end relationships well and doesn't deal with disappointment by gossiping and talking smack about your ex. How you break up with someone shows others and future partners what they can expect from you. And when people are constantly disparaging their exes, they're talking more about who they are and their lack of integrity and what they bring to a relationship. And they're telling you nothing about the other person. What someone does or says tells us about them. How someone responds to being disappointed or let down through a breakup or divorce tells us about them. How the person did it and left tells us about that person as well. It's both. But it's not like the wounded parties let off the hook no matter what they did is acceptable. That's not true. Hold your friends to a higher level of functioning than that. Say to them, I know you're disappointed, but we're still going to expect you to act from your integrity. Two wrongs don't ever make a right, y'all. We know that. We learned that as a kid. Your bad behavior isn't excused or made okay by someone else's bad behavior. It doesn't work that way anywhere, not psychologically and also not even legally. Not that I use a legal basis to determine the value of anything or integrity, but it's there. Two wrongs never, ever make a right. Harming someone else doesn't make you feel better. It might in the quick moment, but hopefully you have integrity that comes online afterwards and is like, yikes, I shouldn't have done that. I'm better than that. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. Too many people let themselves be that person. And they think if something's disappointing them or something's over, how they manage it or deal with it, doesn't matter. Just magically doesn't matter anymore. Yes, it does. It always matters. I tell that with two people beginning relationships. It's not like, oh, well, that's just how they treated me on the app. It didn't count yet. Yes, it does. It counts from the minute you connect, how they treated you on the app, how they treated you in your first texting, how they treated you on the first date. All that matters and counts. Just like how they treat you when they're ending it and exiting. That matters and counts. And you never know. Some people circle back when elements in their life change and now they are interested in trying again. I like holding space for that, but we can't if we both handled it poorly. Some people get back together years down the road. What a beautiful thing. Just because it couldn't work out at one time doesn't mean it can't work out down the road. Hold space for that. Don't be so hung up in your ego that it's a hard line. Be better than that. That's ridiculous. You're hurting yourself. What are you even honoring and trying to honor that? Nothing, nothing meaningful. You know, and that's why we're trying to be more relational. We're caring more about how we impact others. We're caring more about how we move through the world. That's, that's the work. We need more of that. So that's what we're trying to do. Um, how I, I love all of this. Remember, our mental health is demonstrated through our relational health. How we treat, treat other people shows that where our work is. We talked about that through other different entry points, that our triggers are a mirror held up showing us where our work is, there for us to work on and to eliminate and to maneuver. Um, relationships are harder than being single because all of our stuff is unearthed. That's why I love when people really step into relationality and they're like, oh, your stuff is there. Traumas, communication skills, body esteem, self-esteem, tolerance for intimacy, um, will it, whether or not we have trust and security, are we willing to set boundaries, can we ask for our needs to be met, 
it's all in there and we want to be healing each other. It hurts my heart when people are like, oh, the dating world is so harsh. Oh, it shouldn't be. It doesn't have to be. We all have a part in that. Let's, let's be a part of making it better, not harder. And I see the advice that some people are giving their friends and I'm like, oh my God, you're not a good friend. Why would you tell them that? Why would you excuse that? Keep the bar high. People will raise up and meet it, but we keep dropping the bar lower. And media isn't helping. Like I said, I could go on and on about that one, but I'm constantly seeing really bad examples in media and it just normalizes it. It's kind of a bummer. Um, that's why shows like this are important. And if you want to check out past episodes because you want to dive deeper in, re-listen, wearechannelq.com is where you want to go. Scroll down, look for Love Line and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen and share. Check out some of the other shows. Because again, it's all about the practice and we have to unlearn and then we have to relearn. Gotta, we got to stay in this work. Um, and then we'll be doing some DMs later. So uh, those come from our Love Line IG page. If you got a question for us, drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Always anonymous, always confidential. Whatever you're wondering, someone else might be too. So put them all in there. Also, topics you want us to hit, something you want us to maybe circle back or drop deeper into, put them in the DMs, Loveline IG page. Um, that's where a lot of this comes from, that and also from my clinical practice, which is such a beautiful sample size of what people are really struggling with, you know? So, all right, stick around. We got more to come. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. Oh, Rachel, we're back and we're talking about how to break up with someone <laughs> because we need to learn these skills. I am saddened that we don't know how to do it, or at least sometimes we do know how we just have to develop the motivation and the willingness to do it the right way. And the right way is the honest, direct way, letting people know exactly where you're at every step of the way. In fact, sometimes you have to ask. I'm an advocate. So I'm saying to clients, I don't know. Why don't you ask them? You know, Dr. Chris, what do you think this text message means? I don't know. Why don't you ask them? Because part of our relational trauma shows up in our communication skills, our willingness or our lack of willingness, which is really not willingness as much as it's often about confidence and comfort in asking questions and actually expressing needs. And that's one of the things I want people to do sooner than later to assess this potential partner by expressing needs. What is that person like when you have a need? And I want you to get comfortable having needs. And the way we do that sometimes is by saying, how are things going? Things, things seem different. Have you lost interest? What a beautiful question to ask that might finally elicit truth from that other person. But you're also assessing how are they in those moments. And you're challenging yourself to have more of those moments. Part of being in a relationship has to be communication. And we shouldn't be mind reading or busting out our secret decoder ring to understand what an email, text message, or whatever, whatever means. And instead going directly to the person. I'm always telling couples in my private practice that, I don't know, why don't you ask your husband what they meant? And when he tells you, let's update our feelings and our thinking to match the reality of what that really meant for them. I don't know why your friend missed your birthday. Why don't you ask? Maybe someone died. Maybe they had a hard day. Maybe they're depressed. Maybe they just forgot and they would lovingly want to be reminded so they can say, oh my God, I really care about you. You're my friend. Please don't make meaning out of that. I had a hard day. Great. I feel fine now. Feelings updated. That makes sense. Thank you for sharing reality. I wouldn't have known if I didn't ask because we're left alone in our own thinking, which is always catastrophized, dramatized, and negatively skewed. Our brain's always trying to protect us. It will never give you that positive outcome but we have to hold space for that. Not everything's always a direct attack, but when in doubt, ask, go to the source, ask them what it meant, ask them what they're thinking or needing, ask them if their feelings have changed. It's the only way to really get those answers. Be willing to do that. Now, getting back to the whole, how to break up with someone, we're talking about honest and clear. We're talking about leading with compassion. We're talking about holding space to maybe have them in your life in some way. Divorces don't have to be nasty. 
So we're not burning it down. We're holding space for friendship. We're talking a lot about not talking smack on them. Um, how you break up with someone is a big marketing tool to others. Uh, but somehow, oddly, some people think it doesn't counter matter once it happens. There's this odd idea that, you know, if I'm disappointed or frustrated, it's understandable that I'm going to do some really horrible things or say horrible things. You don't have to do that. And it's not understandable. Disappointment's understandable, but those actions as a result aren't. Uh, feel whatever you want to feel, although we're working on having right-sized feelings that are appropriate for the level of severity of what happened. That's part of mental health. But more importantly, we're letting our actions be guided by our integrity and our value system, not by our feelings. If we always have our actions guided by our feelings, we are going to get into a lot of trouble, have a lot of interpersonal issues, and we're not going to make it very far in life. If every time we're angry, we hit, throw, or scream, et cetera, et cetera. Everything we're, every time we're disappointed, we attack, we're going to have no friends and we're very unsafe. Healthy people are not guided by their feelings. They acknowledge them, they make room for them, and they live from a healthier part of themselves that actually understands their choices and makes ones that are in service of their goals live, are lived within their value system and get them where they want to go. And breakups and disappointments are the, when our that's our big moment. When things are going well and things are easy, they're going well and they're easy. It doesn't really matter. It's easy to be our best. But when things are disappointing, frustrating, or hard, and we come from our best anyway, that's impressive. That again is our big moment to demonstrate all of our skills and our mental health. So when things are going well, if you're acting like a good boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or wife, okay, cool, whatever. But when things are very difficult and you still act like a good person, then I'm blown away and I'm impressed. And then you've demonstrated to yourself and others, I'm someone you can trust. Trust is shown by how we deal with our relationships. That's why I'm always obsessing over the idea that our relational health is our mental health. Not just the people we spend time around, but also the way we interact with them shows us where our work is. So ask yourself, where's my work? How do I deal with disappointments and frustrations? How do I end relationships with people? Or what do I do when they end them with me? Do I feel okay about how I'm managing it? That's where my work is. Know what that is. It's one of the things I talk to clients about if we're doing a mental health assessment is questions like that. We're always self-assessing. So these topics aren't about assessing others and pointing the finger. It's us looking at ourselves and saying, what do I need to do? What do I need to do differently? And somehow it's always relationally based. More importantly, when things are usually ending, because that's when we're most frustrated or disappointment. The other point of contact that matters and is a benchmark is just during normal times of conflict. What do you like as a couple during conflict? What do you like as a partner or friend during conflict? That is what you should be assessing. That shows you what you need to work on. We all got work to do. And if you don't know what your work is, then you're not working on anything and I'm scared. And I wish these are things we had to practice, talk about and learn before we started getting into relationships because of how much we impact other people's lives and mental health as a result of who we are when we're brought into their lives. But sadly, that's not a thing. <laughs> and so we figure it out as we go with all these bad influences around us and people modeling the worst things for us. So that's why you have to come back to this like core part of what it all is about and what it all means. I know. And that's why I laugh when I used to run the groups and people would say, oh my God, this is so much. Why would anyone want to be in a relationship? And I said to them, well, I get it. It's a funny question, but it also tells me you might not have been in relationships that had enough worth and value because that's, that's your answer right there. Who you've been dating. So let's up the level of health of the people we're dating and let's also change the way we're relationshiping when we get into them. Their actions. We show ourselves. 
Um, okay, we're gonna come back and we'll finish off this topic and then we'll be doing some of those good old DMs. Um, Y'all know the drill, DMs, IG page. Drop them in there, topics, questions, all sorts of stuff. Doesn't matter what you're wondering about, as long as it's under the wide rubric of mental health, psychology, we gotcha. Drop it in there. Someone else is probably wondering what you're wondering, so you're helping them as you're helping yourself. And as always, past episodes are over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Love Line, and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen, share, all sorts of good stuff. Um, in the meantime, though, uh, take a few moments. You know, Focus on what you want the rest of the day to be about. More self-care, joy, and pleasure. But we'll be back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around. Oh, Rachel, we are back and we're just finishing up our discussion of how to break up with someone. Why? Because we are being kind, compassionate and caring, looking out for others, paying attention to the impact we have on others. Uh, we are being clear and direct. No one needs to be uh, more confused with vague, unclear languaging. So, you know, we got to use the right terminology. It's like I say, when you're asking someone out on a date, use the word date. Otherwise, everyone's not 100% sure. Am I, out, go, am I going on a date? What did I just say yes to? And then the other person, are they sure that they know I like them? Or do they think maybe it was just kind of like a friend hang? Say, hey, you want to go on a date? <laughs> Got to use the terminology. But back to tips for breaking up with someone. Uh, we don't need to itemize every reason as to why. Thinking behind that is because everyone's relationship is going to be different. Just because you might have struggled with something with that individual doesn't mean that that's something about them that they need to worry about in their next relationship. And more importantly, when someone's being broken up with, they're not necessarily in a place where they want to hear critique or feedback. Some people might ask, and then you have to weigh your own you know, pros and cons to sharing with someone what might not have worked for you. And those on the receiving end and being broken up with know that that person can only speak to their experience. That doesn't mean that's going to hold true for other people. However, there might be patterns and habits. And if you constantly think, hear some of the similar feedback, then yeah, there might be something to it. So be very thoughtful about how you package the breakup. You don't want someone again to walk away feeling bad about themselves. In fact, quite the opposite. Leave them feeling better off and maybe more hopeful. So feel free to kind of weave in there a few things that maybe you walk away with feeling really good about them. So focus on some of the positives. Um, we talked a little bit earlier, though, about having a plan as to what you want to say, especially if it's going to happen in real time versus over text or email or something like that. Um, think about what you want to say so that you don't lose your nerve, you don't stumble. Uh, make it clear, as we talked about, that you're ending the relationship. Um, yeah. I guess maybe now's the time just to throw in a caveat. I want to remind people that when in doubt, stick it out. When in doubt, give it more time and find out. I, I want to make sure that we're not jumping at the first sign of something being off. And that can be a part of this breakup piece is maybe you're realizing it's something you need to keep an eye on. Maybe there's some red flags you want to track and see if they're deal breakers. But when in doubt, give it more time. We don't want to bounce at the first sign of something being wrong. Because remember, we're not looking for perfect that doesn't exist. So any relationship is going to be about sticking around and working through some things that are frustrating, disappointing, or less than ideal. And you want to just make sure you're really being thoughtful. We've talked on the show about red flags versus deal breakers. Most things are red flags, things that you keep an eye on. Uh, very few things are immediate deal breakers, although, of course, those absolutely exist. So process that out. I want people to be confident in the fact that they're breaking up with someone. So give it some thought. Um, what's your reasoning? Is that something that you can stand behind? Are these things that are flexible or changeable? Are these things that you maybe have to learn how to accept in another person? That's a that's definitely a part of this. Um, we're not going to have control over how someone responds, what their reactions are. So we have to hold on to ourselves. We have to hold our boundaries. Some people might try to bargain or plead or beg. Um, 
hold your ground. If you've realized that this is someone that you're not interested or someone who's not right for you, that's okay. Just because someone is feeling bad about it doesn't mean you necessarily made the right decision and that is why you want to first process, is this something that I need to make sure I'm doing? And I thought in looking at a lot of the research and really thinking this through that there's a few little tidbits to just kind of throw on at the end of it. You know, not everyone is safe to be broken up with. And so there are going to be times, like I said, where you send a text message, a phone call, because that person is someone who maybe has demonstrated violence or has shown that they're very dysregulated and you don't trust that they're going to hear the information. So be thoughtful about um, if you are going to meet up with them to do it in a public space that can help keep some people contained. It's also something to think about with safety. So do think about... Um, the right place and put yourself in your partner's shoes. Don't take them to a place that they value and enjoy. You don't want them to now have a, a future experience of that place as where they got broken up with. So maybe go somewhere really public or, or more neutral. Um, make sure it's a place that you can sit and listen and hear each other. Know we're loud and really crowded. Um, also, I thought this was interesting. Show up uh, sober. They talked a lot about that you want to be present so you can be kind and you can be focused and you can be boundaried. thought that was really interesting. You know, um, the, the context within which you're doing it, the location, also your own way of showing up. I thought that was interesting. Again, using I statements, talking about your experience, not criticizing them, not labeling them, maybe not even blaming them, owning your decision, what it is you're looking for and, and, and how this just wasn't necessarily right for you. Um, a lot of them, as I said, advocated for not dropping into details. Um, and finally, be prepared to listen. This person might want to express something back. If, if they attack, you have a right to get up and leave. If someone starts name calling, putting you down, criticizing, getting really dysregulated, you're allowed to get up and leave. You don't need to be on the receiving end of anything that's violent verbally, physically. Um, so you know you, you, have a lot, you have a right to hold that boundary. Otherwise, maybe do give them a chance to just reflect something back. A lot of people have this sense of needing closure and that for them requires them kind of processing a little bit, maybe asking a few questions. But again, you don't have to sit there as they quote unquote, get it out, get it off their chest, or you know again, get really harmful in their response. So you get to still take care of yourself. Even though you're doing something that's making them feel bad, it doesn't mean you don't have a right to respect and boundaries. And that's something to really hold on to. Um, so just be kind and compassionate. That's really the, the tagline for that. All right, we're going to come back and do some DMs. So if you've got a question for us or a topic, put it in the DMs on our Loveline and G page, past episodes of the show. Always over at wearechannelq.com. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
here to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, y'all, we are back. Now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. All right, let's see. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, I've been following you for a few years. Love you and the work you do. Dropping gems all over the place. Thank you. You said I'm outspoken, bold, and a confident woman in all aspects of my life except for in bed. Well, I applaud you. I love anyone who is bold, outspoken, and confident, especially as a woman in our culture. That's hard to do, especially if you're queer, woman of color, larger bodied, all these other things that make us feel as though we have less of a right to occupy space in the world. So good for you. Um, We want to translate that, though, into the bedroom stuff. So anyway, back to your question. You said, I know my boyfriend would love some dirty talk and probably any verbal communication that I can give him. Even him asking me, what do you want? Makes me clam up. I get it. Most of us are not comfortable talking about sex because again, we live in a very sex negative, erotophobic culture where we don't feel like we can acknowledge we're a sexual being. And again, certain identities don't feel um, supported in that. Women are shamed if they're hypersexual or sexually confident. And you add other you know, social locations and identities and it gets even harder. Dirty talk, you said, terrifies you. You said, I trust my man to treat me with tenderness, love, and respect. So why on earth does the thought of dirty talk give me anxiety? I want to be more to, more bold in bed, but I don't know where to start. Okay, what I tell people to do feels a little strange at times, but you have to get familiar first with your own relationship to your thoughts and your feelings and vocalizing them. So what does that mean? It means start with yourself. I would say... Start by moving through the day. Then when you're wherever you are, supermarket, the gym, a coffee shop, I don't know your life, start to acknowledge what turns you on, what you see in someone. So if you're at coffee shop and you see a hot guy walk by, start talking dirty about him in your head. Oh man, look at look at those biceps. Yeah, those biceps are hot. I would blah, blah, blah. Or look at that butt. This is what I'd want to do to that butt. You have to get familiar with your own relationship to your own sexual thoughts, which we all have unless you're on the more asexual or sex phobic continuum. And um, so start there. Then when you're masturbating and watching porn, and if you don't start to start dirty talking out loud to yourself, find a time when you have privacy and you can be alone with yourself and masturbate and watch porn and start talking out loud about what you're seeing, what, what you're seeing that's turning you on, Because dirty talk is about discussing what's happening in the moment. It's not about talking about what you want to do or you're going to do. It's about describing the moment. 
Yeah, that feels good. Keep touching me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I love seeing. I love feeling. So again, start out in the world in your head. Then start with masturbation and porn, hearing yourself vocalizing, getting familiar putting that out there. And once you are familiar and confident doing that, then you can start practicing with your partner. Slowly just sharing what's on your mind, slowly sharing what you're seeing, slowly sharing what he's doing and how that feels. And that's the process. First with ourselves in our head, then vocalizing it and hearing ourselves say those things and putting that out there in a comfortable, safe space. And then starting to practice doing that in front of your partner who you, you know, there's a little fragility around that. Expressing ourselves sexually like that is very vulnerable. Um, it's, it's, that's intimacy building and really good sex. When we're very sex positive in the moment, we would be vocalizing. We're making sounds, we're moving our bodies. We're to be fully in the moment and fully embodied is to move is to make sounds. So if you're staying quiet and you're staying tight and you're gripping down, you have a lot of work to do. That's not a bad thing. That's don't go into shame around that. Say I have to learn how to let go and loosen up. Let my body make the movements it wants to move. Let my mouth make the sounds I want to say, whether they're words or humming or moaning. Yeah, we have to stop trying to um, look good and perform sex a certain way and instead get back to just authentically expressing who we are and what's happening in the moment. So again, practice first with yourself. Maybe even practice with your friends. Say, hey, I want to start just calling out what I'm noticing and what I'm seeing out in the world and what's turning me on in front of you. It's a safe space. Is that something you're comfortable with? Um, Because that's the work getting familiar on your own, getting familiar with that around others. Um, That's the journey. There's no quick, simple, easy way. It's a practice, which means there's gonna be some struggle and anxiety. We're building that muscle. We're expanding our window of tolerance and it's desensitization. We start small and we start working slowly up as we master each little step towards the bigger final step, which is the most daunting. So it's important, do it for you, do it for your partner, do it for your relationship, do it for your own sexual confidence, your own body confidence. Um, There's so much more in this than you're realizing. It's not just about learning how to do dirty talk, it's learning how to be sexually present in our body, focus on pleasure, build intimacy, deal with tolerating anxiety, it's all in there. Um, All right, y'all, DMs come from our Loveline IG page. Got a question, topic, drop them in there. Otherwise, y'all, that is our show for the night. Thanks for joining. Love being a part of your journeys. Y'all be good to yourselves and those around you. Have a beautiful rest of your night. Good night, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 